Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting edition of the Barrage Podcast. We are here on a live edition episode, and I told myself I'm not going to screw it up, I'm totally am. We're at Heist Brewery and Barrel Arts, here at 1030 Woodward Avenue, here in North End, North Kakalaki, on a hot, sultry day. And don't know what else uh, would be a good subject to talk about than beer. Um, nothing better than a hot, sultry summer. So we have our boy here, Randy, who was gracious enough to have us. Randy is the quote-unquote taste ambassador. Okay, that's what we screwed that up to. Yeah, screwed that part up to. And uh, we're gonna dive into everything beer-related, brewery-related, a few pop culture topics. As far as going back to school, a little fancy football, um, and also a segment that we call Review and Reminisce, any movie that may have come out, you may want to review, talk about, discuss, or even say it's pretty trashy. So that's pretty much the topics of the day. So once again, we are here at 1030 Woodward Avenue, North End, Camp North End which I didn't even know existed until about four or five years ago. Uh, didn't even know what the whole North End was about. So I did a little crack research to figure okay. things out. We'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. But Randy, once again, thank you for having us. Um, this is a, a new location here. Uh, we've been here for, we've had the building for about four and a half years now. I've only been brewing out of it for three and a half. Three and a half years? And okay. uh, open for two and a half. So okay. it's just kind of been a slow progression, but... Uh, we're happy with what we've done, and every now and then it's just, uh, it, it's nice to see this area of town getting a little bit more recognition, and we're happy to be part of the change and the growth of uh, this area of Charlotte. And it's, Charlotte, just like you know, the real estate is hot. Yes. As hot as uh, uh, Derek Lewis balls. <laughs> you know who Derek Lewis is. Uh, you, you, UFC guy, He uh, uh, every, he's famous for the... <laughs> My balls are hot line in the UFC. <laughs> he took off his pants and the announcer, uh, was it our boy Joe Rogan asked him? I don't know if it was Joe Rogan. I think but it was. one of the announcers uh, doing an interview, Cormier, asked him, uh, why you take your shorts off? The fight just ended. And he said, famously, my balls are hot. <laughs> and I can't argue with that right now. It's pretty, it's pretty hot. Sometimes it's best to be honest. Just it's best, true. Just best to be honest. I got Especially my, if you won your fight. Like. Oh, and he dominated that fight. All right. Um, um, so I got uh, Ryan's title, BTW. No, I'm, I'm just oh. – I didn't want to correct you too much. The name's Ryan, not Randy. No, did, did, I say, did I say Randy? I think maybe – well, I just named you Rand Randy from like a NASCAR driver or something. I just say Randy, uh, Ryan. Wow, wow. So, so, so uh, two mess ups. I uh, butched the uh, the opening when it came to the brewery location, and I our special uh, co-host guest. I called him Randy instead of Ryan. So, over two, pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> I got my co co-host here, uh, Bradley, sitting next to me. Um, we're going to kick off the segment and we're going to swing back to 
Ryan. <laughs> Doing an opening tab section. Uh, so my opening tab this week is uh, customer service. Not to bash anyone in customer service. Matter of fact, I worked in a restaurant before. I've done uh, some supermarket work. I worked at Publix. Don't know why I'm giving them a free plug. <laughs> but I've, Sandwiches are good. Oh, their sandwiches are awesome. You're right. And if you want to pay us Publix, we're glad to take your money. <laughs> for subs. Uh, for subs or anything else. <laughs> Hell, you know, grapes. I like juices. Wines. They have a great wine selection. They yeah. really do. Their deli, that boar's head uh, deli meat is pretty damn spectacular, That's by true. the way. It's the bread. This is the bread? It is the bread. So it's all about the brand. It is. I'm, I'm glad I could be on the uh, the episode where you guys get sponsored by Publix. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my, my opening tab this week is uh, customer service. And I kind of got on this tip because if you look at my computer, it's cracked. I was flotting a, swy, uh, a fly in the garage. So there's some karma there. Totally woofed on the fly and cracked my computer screen. So the fly is somewhere, he's probably dead. I think flies on live for a few days. But after that, he probably laughed and was like, that's what you get for trying to kill me. 100%. So I totally cracked my screen and it's been about a week, maybe a week. I'm a little slow when it comes to research and buying stuff. I'm a touchy-feely guy. I wanna check it out, uh, read some reviews. Um, See what's the best deal. My wife totally hates it because she's totally, let's go buy it, pick it. I don't care how much it costs. Yeah. I see what I want, and she grabs it. I'm totally opposite. I'm cheap. <laughs> I like to save a little bit of money. So um, was at Walmart the other day, uh, went to see the computer. This is my strategy for buying anything. Go to a place where I can physically see it and touch it. And then and price shop it. Then price shop it. And then go online and probably buy it because it's probably cheap. <laughs> so Walmart, if you're listening, you're you're, you're great. Um, I hate going stuck in there because it's kind of like a black hole. I leave with maybe went to spend five bucks, leave with a hundred bucks worth of stuff. It's true. Um, but it's like I kind of use them to kind of go and touchy feel stuff. But if they have a great deal, of course I'll I'll buy it. I'm there. I'm all about the deals, man. So was asking one of the young kids behind the counter, um, need a little bit of help, not the grumpy old man, you know, type of help, just had a question if they had this computer in the back in this color, and if they did, I was probably gonna buy it. They're swamped, they're overwhelmingly busy. And I could see the frustration in the kid's face and I know that uh, he was having a hard time because there was a line about four or five people and everybody had questions and he was swamped. So a little grace and humility. I gave him some time. He finally came up. Uh, didn't really know. All he knew is that, leave me check in the back. I can't give you any specifics. RAM, um, gigabyte space, he had no idea. He was like, yeah, it's a computer. We may have it in the back. Let me see if we got it. We sell those. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> we, we sell those. So, 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 so that was my deal when it came to it. But it's been something happening online a crazy phenomenon which people have been really agitated with customer service and please don't tell me you were a kyle no i'm okay. not um i guess i'm totally the opposite i've worked in the industry before i understand i take a lot of feedback from customers take all the brunt of it soak it in take a deep breath 
and kind of say, okay, let me see how I can help you. Because right. you could be having a bad day. That's true. You're here to have a good time. Maybe you got something personal going on in your life. Maybe it's family, some stress, job, whatever. When I was there, I totally understood. Yes. So my biggest um, issue today is people who are giving people a hard time online and these violent videos going viral where they're attacking people, spitting at them, cursing them out, calling them all types of names, but yet they expect the service to be better, don't know how that could make the service industry get better. You want a few things here. If you're calling someone a name or you're spitting on them or cursing them out and you still want to sit and eat or drink there, you may have a problem. You may get a little bit of special sauce. Yes. I don't know. I, not condoning it. Not at all. I just get instant flashes of movie waiting. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, a little floor spice makes everything yeah. nice. Not, <laughs> I can say not condoning it, but I understand. Don't mess with the people that feed you. Do not. Do not mess with the people that feed you. So that was my, my one big take home is why be a jerk to people? And, and, and Ryan, you're in this industry. You can probably attest to this. Why be a jerk to people and expect a seamless flaw or even better service? We're all human. The server, individual, uh, manager, waiter, concierge, it's kind of like, man, this person is a jerk. I, I think I think the big thing about all of it is with technology making leaps forward every day with the internet being so accessible by every single person and the instant gratification of, hey, I can get my answer on Google right away before I can get it from you. It translates into customer service, whether it's at a brewery, whether it's at a department store, whether it's at a restaurant, people want that instant gratification because that's what they've come to know through their phone, through their computer. So when they don't get it, they don't care about, well, there's only two people working on a Thursday night when it's normally a busy night. They, a lot, a lot of people for 30 seconds, 31 seconds unacceptable. <laughs> uh, dude, it, it's, it's crazy how many people, if they, they get sat down at a restaurant, they're like, why do I not have my beer already? Like, it's, <laughs> it's not how the world works. It takes works. me two minutes. I got to walk back there to actually get the beer. It's not like the Jetsons where you press a button and things come out automatically. Well, that's, you know, it's one of those things that, like, you guys are in a hard industry, like, and it's one of those things that I've tried to tell my kids, like, my oldest, like, is about to turn six, and he always asked me, he's like, Daddy, he's like, when we go out, like, why do you always say thank you? I'm like, people don't hear that enough, like, when we go out and eat and stuff like that, like, I'm always trying to burn, like, into his brain, like, when people bring you food or, like, or get you stuff, like, always ask, or, like, or say thank you, like, at least be respectful, like, it's a hard job, like, you gotta bust your ass, like, all the time, like, so it's one of those things that I try, you know, and I don't think that necessarily that is the mindset across the board that, like, I almost like try to make it a point of being like the obnoxious one that's like, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And the kids appreciate that. And I know when I worked in the industry, I totally appreciated that. Uh, a little bit of gratitude goes a long way. 100%. If, if I'm asking for something, you don't have to get it for me. You're taking the time out of whatever you're doing, regardless of whether or not I'm sitting in your section in your restaurant, whether I'm looking at a specific computer or something. 
you don't have to take the time to help me, but you are. You deserve some kind of appreciation, even if it is a simple thank you. Yeah, I totally agree. So that's my opening tab in a nutshell. <laughs> be nice to people. Have some humility. Don't be a jerk. It takes a quick second to say thank you. I appreciate you. I know it's hard. I know everyone's understaffed. Everyone's stressing these crazy times. It's unprecedented. So if I could just tell any customer out there, be, be patient. patient. Yes. Be humble. 100%. I mean, uh, things aren't going to come even faster, even if you yell or scream at people. It's not going to make them move faster or even give you better service. As a matter of fact, like I say, you know, I, man, that's tough. I mean, I would have got fired a zillion times. <laughs> There's a, uh, and I'll, hey, uh, Ryan, you may want to fire me because I'm going to spit in this person's drink. <laughs> Just get your hands up, dude. I'm, here's, here's, here's my time card. Thanks, man. It's been great. I'm, I'm out of here. But it's, it's unreal the way things are going. Yeah. So, Brad, that's my opening tab. Do you have anything on your plate? All right. So, for me, definitely this week or going into next week is uh, school season coming back into full effect. So, my oldest is starting his first year of kindergarten. So, I am super excited also slightly terrified just of everything that's going on but more so happy than the like, than the not so thrilled part because he's super stoked like he's finishing up pre-k this or pre-k this week and has been like super excited like we went i went and picked up stuff for him for school so he's got his backpack like prepped ready to go um, has he has he been like sleeping with the backpack like you know dreaming dreaming visions of sugar plums in his head while he's not yet, there? not yet He's trying to milk this last week for everything because he's like, every day he comes home, he's like, I want to play Xbox. So I'm, I've been a little bit more of like, okay, like you can play. We're putting him into the dual immersion program. So he's doing like full Spanish, which. Oh, nice. Awesome. Wow. Super stoked. Like, yeah, cool. That's really awesome. He's a smart kid and needs the challenge. So like they offer that at our, at our elementary school. So I've been, we've been excited to be able to do that. Like we're. Having the second I'm, I'm, I'm looking at. I'm sorry. I'm gonna pause you. I'm looking at my card here, and I got Randy on my card. So how did I come up with Ryan and Randy? I have no idea. And Mike Michael Pino is gonna kill me. <laughs> Mike Mike hooked me up with a contact with you. He's gonna say, Tony, really? I sent you the number. And you told. Well, okay, sorry. I'm missing you before you see. Yeah. Probably, I so. mean, Mike is gonna kill me. <laughs> So we're excited for that. You know, I, there's a lot of unknowns. Like your wife's a teacher for the county that works so in the school, and so there's a lot of unknowns. You know, the way that I look at it, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Hopefully, everything stays good. But more so, like I'm stoked for him. Like he's super excited. So I, I never thought I would have a kid in kindergarten, especially like it comes super fast. So I'm, I'm definitely. I told myself that like I'm not going to be the crying parent on first day drop off. You're totally gonna cry. Hundred percent next week when we talk. <laughs> and I want, and I want pictures. I want proof. <laughs> I just moved. I'm moving into my new role at work tomorrow, and I've already told my boss, like, I'm probably gonna be late on Wednesday, <laughs> and there may be a chance that it looks like I like. I've been smoking weed, but I'm, I haven't been. These are red eyes from crying. Yes. I mean, don't pee, don't make me pee in a cup. Just give me two weeks, and then let me pee in a cup. But <laughs> <laughs> on top of the red, yeah. So. Which he's super cool, like it has kids in school, so it's understanding. But that's been the big thing for me of like trying to mentally prepare myself to like not have like 
the grown man breakdown like first day but i'm like well at least in hindsight there's probably going to be at least like 15 other grown men crying with me at drop off on first day so kindergarten is a special tough time i mean that's hard ryan do you have any small kids I, i don't but my uh here's the part that freaks everyone out my father who turned 66 this year uh remarried after him and my mom and then had triplets oh my god so they turned 10 on sunday wow so So you have three 10 year old is it siblings two brothers and a sister two brothers and a sister yeah wow see so that's gonna be the challenge having a brewery and like teenagers gonna be like hey bro like hey how was that a beard can you slip me a like nah dad would kill me I can't do that, man. That's tough. Yeah. Awesome. I still want to figure out a way to be more of a funkle to them. So (laughs) (laughs) if if they're, uh, if I'm still here in in 11 years, then I've got the hookup for them. Yeah. 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 We we don't condone underage drinking. Absolutely. If anyone's listening, 21. You will get carded. If you walk in there right now, we will retina scan you <laughs> and make sure that you're 21 years old. So all those fake IDs, get out of here. So, so um, Ryan, do you have anything you want to um, um, get off your plate or, or tab, anything in particular? And if not, that's, that's fine. We can definitely get into the mere things of, of why we're here. Uh, actually, I do have something. Okay. Um, it's about memories and evolution. Okay. Um, there's nothing better than a memory. It, it brings you back to a great time in life, a, a certain vacation you had, a certain time you had with a best friend that maybe you're not as close with anymore, but you have the memories in your head of those times. Um, but as as humans, we have to evolve. We have to change. And nothing stays the same ever. Ever. You know, even, um, even for someone like us, we've had three different head brewers here at the brewery. Uh, so we've had to evolve every time we've changed. Um, so there's there's nothing that gets more frustrating to me than when people are not willing to evolve with a business. Whether it's, I don't care whether it's us or whether it's um, a retail store, whether it's schools that you know right now at schools are have to take a completely different approach than they did when we were kids totally crazy right now so if if i went back to school right now i wouldn't know what the hell i'm doing <laughs> i fully admit that um yeah I'm, i will be in the same exact boat too for sure so it, it's memories are great but i'd like to see a true evolution happen um no one, no business, no school ever stays the same, ever. And it is long-term successful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, I just, I would like to see a more open mind. Okay. I, I, I think a lot of people in this world would like to see people with more open minds. A little bit more thoughtfulness and kind of willing to explore another possibility so to speak exactly yeah. it's, it's you know people have people have opinions oh it's, absolutely it, 
if your opinion differs from mine, cool. Cool. We have different opinions. I yes. might not agree with it, but that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to hate you for it. I'm not going to start a real argument. Is it going to start a discussion? I'd love to. Yes. I would absolutely love for that to become the norm. I'm, I'm totally in that same, same boat. There's a pocket that in, in, you know, in our generation, I think the vast majority are kind of under that same kind of mindset where, like, if we have, if we have an issue or something like that, like, talk about it. Like, actually, have, like I said, like, have a discussion. Right. So I think that at least, hopefully, at least, I hope that the vast majority, it's shifting to that mentality where there's still there's still going to be that pocket but hopefully it's starting to dwindle with the ones that are going to be like you said like well you don't agree with me well eh, right exactly and i i think the 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 good thing is that try to be as positive as possible yeah you know it's if you can hold a little bit of hope then possibilities are endless so as long as you can hold on to some hope the world's wide open yeah i I totally agree um we definitely should involve evolve just like you said every business should evolve in person the whole tech industry and world has totally changed if you are not evolving and changing in this post amazon post elon musk tesla bitcoin (laughs) You will be left behind. You have to change for I mean, sure. That's yeah. like my I'm in I'm in the cable industry and I've been in the cable industry coming I'm not to date myself, but like 15, 16 years. And from when we started to like I mean laughingly like I was one of my favorite movies of all time is Hackers. Yeah. And I, that's a movie that like got me like so geeked into like, oh I'm gonna be a hacker, this could be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> going back and watching that movie now, and they're like, Yeah, it's a twenty eight Point eight KB where like dial up mode. And we're like, what the <laughs> hell is that? Like, so basically, you're on like a rotary phone, where, but like stuff like that. I mean, my industry now has switched so much oh, where like everything's evolving. streaming. Yeah, you know, it's gone For sure. to like all on demand content. I remember if you didn't have cable and there was only a few cable monopolies to go to, you were like nobody. Yeah. Like you had to have cable. The big old giant. Cable boxes. I mean, and even remember like connections. You had like the fuzzy screen, like on pay per view, where like, like I can potentially make out this movie. You, you, you were you were going back to a time where uh, in your youth that uh, you may not want to reveal, where you tried to make things out on a screen that had a squiggly line. There, there was other types of pay per view on that. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, are you referencing that, like the opening scene of American Pie? Because that's kind of what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> uh, so, so I definitely know you're not dating yourself. Kind of are, but not really. But yeah, I definitely un- understand where you're coming from. So, um, if you guys don't know, we are we are live at Heist Barrow and Arts here at 1030 Woodward Avenue in North End. Uh, they're one of their new locations. Like myself, I've been to the old location many times in Noda. I love the wings, by the way. And we're sitting here with Ryan. So, so Ryan, we're going to give you some real hard-hitting questions. Uh, how did you get started in the industry? And what is your official title? I mean, how can I become a taste ambassador? Um, so I got my start because... Oddly enough, it has to go all the way back in the food service industry. When I was 16, I got a job at a uh, highway gas station slash Burger King. 
whoa, I'm those are still okay. on the expressway right now. So, so yeah. Um it started there and luckily I've moved into different restaurants growing up. Um Taco Bell in college, moved into Chili's as a server uh and bartender, Red Robin as a server and bartender. Uh took some time off from food, worked at Best Buy. That's why it's funny that you went into retail <laughs> for a second. <laughs> I love Best Buy, by the way. Jeez, man. Um but then there was a, a restaurant in uh, Valentine area in Charlotte called Big View Diner that kind of gave me an opportunity to come back into the restaurant industry. And that's when, um, while I was there, the old Mecklenburg Brewery came around. Okay. Um, so I was the first, oh my gosh, we have craft beer and it's local. Yeah. Okay. Th- this is This is pretty cool. Freaking awesome back then. Oh, my God. So, and, yeah. you know, two years later, Noda and Birdsong came around. And I remember the first time I tried anything from Noda, and I was just went, holy crap, this is, <laughs> this is damn good beer. And it just, it blew me away. And then um, Birdsong's Jalapeno Pale Ale. It, I mean, I was like, wait, beer can beer can taste like this, too? Beer can taste different. It has flavors. That was literally the first Charlotte beer that I had when we moved I think oh, that, uh, by the way, Bradley's from Florida. You can't tell by the the the, the ugly orange shirt, uh, shirt no, there that he's wearing. Oh so, uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Y'all. He does have a Florida shirt. Yeah, on. from Florida, not Florida. <laughs> I'm the exception. Which the Florida man? Which there's not a bunch of breweries that started. Now they're catching up. When I left, 2010. Yep. Now yeah, they want to get now. they want to get some breweries. But when I was there, it wasn't a whole lot going on. So. Um, but yeah, after, after trying those, it was one of those, all right, how can I get more involved? Um, luckily moved up there, found a different job, um, showed that, okay, craft beer is going to be a passion of mine and started trying to seek out all of these breweries nationwide that were a little bit tougher to obtain. Um, after four years working for Fox and Hound, between the North Lake and the Valentine areas. When I first came to visit Charlotte, that's the first place I went to by the airport, Fox and Hound. Yep. So, um, but that was that was one of the ones that the biggest opportunity they gave was uh, biggest opportunity they gave. They had a store in New Orleans for a while, or Metairie, just right outside of New Orleans, yeah. and they were looking for someone to bring back um, the bar scene at that one and they wanted someone that could try to turn things around and maybe they knew craftier a little bit okay they were like hey we want you to go to new orleans for three weeks what we want you to turn this bar around we are going to pay for the entire trip we're wow. going to pay for your hotel we're going to pay you you had me at going salary. to new orleans <laughs> so the best part was being able to go down and all right let me get down here and you know, they asked me about three weeks ahead, so I got a chance to do some research. Let me check out some of these breweries down there. And Which you don't necessarily think of, like, New Orleans having a huge, like, brewery. You think more of, like, alcohol, like, cocktail-type stuff. You you think of walking walking down bourbon with, with a hurricane or a hand grenade. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So, luckily, the first day I was down there, I walked down bourbon. But I found a craft beer bar on Bourbon Street. Luckily, it was a Monday at 6 p.m., so, you know, it was only 20,000 people <laughs> instead of 50. Um, but started figuring out, oh, New Orleans has a 
pretty good beer scene. Yeah. And being able to take that back and go to the guy that was going to be the general manager and say, okay, brewery A, brewery B, brewery C, these are the guys you want to look at. Yeah. And I just took the time down there to show that craft beer in New Orleans is a thing and people need to know about it. Wow. So came back here and somehow the notoriety followed me and we were able to start putting on all these craft beers from across the state that no one really had that much access to at a corporate restaurant. Yeah. I was kind of blown away that they actually took my suggestions. That is phenomenal. That's that's awesome. And that's the type of stuff that like, I mean, I, that will draw me to a restaurant hundred percent. Like, especially like if they have a good beer selection, especially local stuff, especially being exposed to it now. I mean, when I was in Orlando, like Tony was saying, there's not a ton in Orlando. There's a there's a handful. I mean, it's definitely starting to expand a little bit more. But like, I was blown away when we came here. I was like, between here and Asheville, like when we went to Asheville, I was like, uh, I basically can stumble across the street and like land on four breweries. It really is just like you go up there, you pick up a rock, and you throw it. You're gonna hit six breweries. Yeah, it's awesome, and they're all good yeah. to great. Yeah. So. Uh, that is super interesting, and I didn't even know that New Orleans was a beer scene until just now. Yeah, I just found out. I just found. I really just found out. So um, we're gonna come back on the other side and continue to discuss with Ryan here at Heist Brewery here at one zero three zero Woodward Avenue here in North End, uh, North Carolina. We're gonna get in, finish up talking to him about. His passion and seems extremely passionate and knowledgeable about the beer scene. We'll come back a few more questions on this other side. We'll also get into some fantasy football. So stick with us. Tune in the Barrage Podcast at thebaragepodcast.com on Facebook. Thanks. All right, guys, welcome back to the Barrage Podcast. We are sitting here live at Heist Barrel and Arts Brewery at 1030 Woodward Avenue here in North End, North Carolina. About 5 o'clock, the crowd is kind of even molding in. I'm sipping on a coffee Juan Ale, which is super refreshing. And Bradley is sipping on a... Fruit Punch Sour. Fruit Punch Sour. Legit so, best beer that I've had, best sour that I've had. Okay. Hands down. So we're gonna kind of get to the inspiration of the beers uh, shortly, but we want to finish off where we left off, which was kind of tying up the experience that you have when it comes to your passion of brewery, and and, and kind of once again, how do I get a job as the ambassador of beer tasting? If you, if you ever need like, because I'm apprentice, game. Like Tony and I would hundred percent. I mean, I don't even need to be an apprentice. I just show up for free and say, "Taste yeah. this. Is it good or not?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. it tastes yeah. great to me." So, so, uh, so once again, we're here with Ryan. Um, so, from we left off during the break, you mentioned something that a beer festival was going to be coming up, and and Bradley mentioned. Um, a beer that he found when he was in Florida. Yep. So, Bradley, why don't you touch on 
um, the inspiration of the beers and the the names to kind of see uh, where he finds his his uh his his magic light bulb kind of taking his brain issue. Well, I was telling Ryan like we were talking during break that when I had gone down to Orlando a month ago, like I had just been shopping around for beers, and I'm a sucker for can art. Like I'm totally I'm a visual person, and if I see a cool like artwork can, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> there was one sold. Yes. <laughs> which the irony is typically the ones that I like that I pick always turn out to be the ones that are like eight, nine, 10% beers always every single time, which there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I never look at the percentage. I never, at home and I, I'm you're like, like, man, that's why I'm so hammered. God, <laughs> three beers. And I'm like, I yeah. bought all 10% beers. Nice. So they had, um, it's a brewery called pontoon. That's called rainbow Smiggles, which the can it's like the tricks bunny. And it's like in this vat, like throwing up a rainbow, and it's like this little girl with the knife. It's it's the a rainbow. little girl with the knife and a rainbow. It's awesome. It's Tricks. Like, it's literally one of the coolest. Tricks games. is not for kids. No. Okay. This like, this version. This version is not. Which I think that one is like a nine percent, if I remember right. So, <laughs> I, I found that can, which is awesome. And you know, we were talking earlier too, like with the fruit, the. Fruit the punch out where I told, like I told him in my brain, if I could imagine it, it was like the Mike Tyson punch out, which then seeing it, it's literally the Mike Tyson punch out, which I was like, what, so as, awesome. as soon as, as I saw the name of the beer online, I, I really went straight to, did he get the inspiration Did someone get the inspiration for Mike Tyson punch out, which me and Bradley are a little nerdy when it comes to the video games. I have a video system at home that Bradley helped me, send me like 300 plus games on Nintendo where I'm constantly playing all these different games. I'll get bored. I'll be in the garage up to like two in the morning. Sometimes I haven't played this since I was 16. <laughs> Let me see if I remember. And the answer is no, I do not. <laughs> the, yeah. Punch out. It's like, what, as soon as I'm like, that's awesome. The best one of the best Nintendo games ever. Um, so that's definitely, you know, with, with the beers that you guys are cycling through, like, you know, like you're talking about with like punch out, like how you instantly went to like Mike Tyson punch out. Is that usually how that usually, is that usually how it comes around with the naming stuff for the beers? Uh, there, there are some names that we just come up with off the bat that we just know are going to be hits. Um, and then there's times where we have a beer coming out tomorrow. We're like, Oh shit. What are we naming? Uh, <laughs> oh man. Really? Is it that close? Uh, man. It, Sometimes it comes a lot easier than others. Fruit Punch Out was one of those things where, um, you know, we collab with a brewery called uh, Arcane out of Florida. And about a week into fermentation, we realized, well, all right, we don't really have a name for this one yet. <laughs> and we started this whole text chain. And all of a sudden, within two days, we had like 26 names. None of them really stuck out. I'm like, it's way too many to pick from. Right. <laughs> And I'm like, you know what? Let me just throw this one out there. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the response was, yeah, that's it. We're going with that one. Yeah, wow. Like, the other 26? No, not so much. Right. <laughs> so that's a great point. I've interviewed uh, different brewers. A uh, uh, few guys where I'm close to the Indian Trail areas where we're in the Indian Trail area. Yep. There's uh, a few of them down there, um, Southern Range. Uh, Sweet Union, um, and and uh, from Southern Range, Dustin, Dustin, I didn't butcher his name. I remembered his name. <laughs> so uh, he's a big hip hop fan. Oh yeah, and a lot of his um, 
uh, uh, Beer's names come from hip hop or emo. Yeah. Emo was another thing that he was into. So is there a theme that you kind of go with or is it pretty much you kind of in every different genre when it comes to movies, uh, music, when it comes to, to your names? Like, try to find a name that suits the beer more so. Find a name that suits the beer, but it's for us more movie and music uh, okay. references than anything else. Um, every now and then pop culture video games, Fruit Punch Out being one of those. Yeah. Um, Music, perfect. Right now, I'm actually drinking uh, a Czech-style pilsner that we just finished today. Um, we called it Wuha, got you all in check. Whoa. <laughs> but obviously. There we go. Yeah, obviously. Little Buster Rhymes action there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just change the spelling to match Czech East. Uh, <laughs> the, the can label, actually, uh, the big thing for us is we have a, a graphic designer by the name of Dave Kaminsky that does probably 90% of our beer labels. Every now and then when it's a, a one-off batch or something like that, I'll design something. But this dude is just unbelievably artistic and what he does is just mind-blowing. So I went to him and was like, okay, you know the song. Go back, re-watch the video. See what you can come up with. Yeah. And he creates this character uh, for us four and a half years ago called the Hop Man. Literally, it's one giant hop with eyes doing some kind of action. This one, the hot man literally looks like Buster Rhymes <laughs> from the Wu Ha video. That is, awesome. that is freaking awesome. So it, that that's a big one of music. Uh, we've got one called Strange Clouds that we named after the uh, B.O.B. and Lil Wayne song. Okay. All right. <laughs> Abundance of curiosity. So... We definitely don't like making light of situations and when um, COVID started becoming a big thing and everyone was saying uh, out of a abundance of caution, yeah. um, we just kind of wanted to play on that. Okay. So we used abundance of curiosity in a stout that was a completely different base than we have ever done and then we adjuncted it with vanilla chocolate marshmallow and peanut butter wow that sounds amazing so basically we we named it abundance curiosity out of this is something brand new we're curious exactly how it's going to be okay so that's how that one got its name so my question would be a follow-up when you combine those flavors together were there some tweaking of the flavors or did you instantly put it together and it was like, man, that hit right on the spot. No adjustments necessary. That's one that it took us a couple of weeks to get it exactly where we wanted. Uh, again, we're, we're not going to put out something subpar, something we're not happy with. Yeah. So we started with different amounts of everything. And then little by little, we tried it. We're like, okay, it could use more peanut butter. We added more. All right, now it's a little too much. We have to balance it. Let's let's throw a little more vanilla in there for a little bit more sweetness and a little more creaminess. Has and, there already been, you know, especially, like, I appreciate the fact, too, that you guys take your time and, or, you know, not necessarily just rushing stuff out just for the sake of, like, well, we need to get this out. Has there ever been anything where, like, you'd be like, eh, <laughs> where it's got to the point where, like, you know, what, at what That's point, a great question. At what point you're like, um, we tried it. We tried to make it work, and we're probably just going to drop this one and go with something else. And if you do, can I get 
the leftover beer. <laughs> that would be another question. Can I have all of that? That's true. You don't want the leftover beer. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, the good thing is, is I know it's not just us. I know a lot of breweries do it where they'll make a beer that they are not happy with. And sometimes it really is not something you ever want to let people consume. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so it may be something to where you're like, I'm never going. People that you don't like. I'm never going back there again. That was horrible. Okay. Well, that's the ones that, that you, you can punish the people that are like complete jackasses when they come and be like, "Here's your beer." I got a beer for you. Yes. You're gonna love it. I, I may or may not suggest. <laughs> All right. Um, but um, I, I will say the uh, last thing on that is we actually had a beer this year that um, we tried to make work, and. We tried this, that, the other, every little change we could possibly make, and it never worked out. We just trashed the entire thing instead of trying to make it work yeah. because I, I don't want you drinking something that doesn't make us happy, too. So one of the other things, too, that we had talked to uh, Dustin, I think, about, um, or no, Travis, maybe, it's me. So... Is there particular stuff that like at least you didn't butcher his name like I did? So that was... Is there particular stuff that like you love, but you wouldn't necessarily put out for others, or is the, do you do you try to primarily go with like stuff that you enjoy, or is it you know is there stuff potentially that is good but just might not necessarily be like your taste profile? Um, we all have our favorites here, yeah. Um, different styles on different days, and um, you know the big thing for us when COVID hit is we had to kind of pivot just like every business. And yeah. I get that. Um, but we had to pivot into, all right, all of these stores are still open and can still sell our beer. What beer sells the best? Yeah. So instead of becoming the brewery that just is able to experiment with everything, we know that we're really good at making hazy IPAs. Okay. So right. we kind of have locked in, that style 100 percent yeah um and we make two to three batches of that every week out of three to four brews because we know that that's what's going to sell we thoroughly enjoy it i mean citraquential is a name that a lot of people know okay. um we started making that five years ago and it was a phenomenon. Our, our two brewers at the time went up to Salute Beer Shop right over the road from our original spot. Okay. And right. brought a crowler and let people taste it. Yeah. 20 minutes later, they got a phone call. Hey, we got to line out the door for crowlers. You guys can come back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so That's it, phenomenal. It, it, it started the whole craze for us. And now we get to experiment with, all right, what, what can we change in this grain bill that's a little bit different? How are these hops going to react to yeah. it? So... We know that we can do that style. The super fruited, like the fruit punch out, we've got a series called the Pickin' series that is super fruited and over the top. Um, I would buy this every single day of the week, <laughs> and like eighteen times on Sunday. So, nice, hundred <laughs> percent. So Bradley is sold on the punch on the punch out here. If anyone uh, doesn't know, uh, his favorite beer, his only beer he's had so far here, is the punch out. And he would buy it every single day for the rest of his life. 100%. We may do a keg stand with it afterwards. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all in on that. 
Yes. Another uh, uh, thing that I wanted to um, touch on, it seems like you guys have a lot of, of activities going on here when it comes to concerts and bands and song. My question to you would be, how do you decide what music comes through the door? Or is it pretty much if someone was to say, hey, I have a band, we're local, we want to come in and, and perform. Is there like an audition type of deal or are you supporting whatever local bands come around? And the second part of that question is, how do you decide on what events to have in this local area? Um, we definitely like having local artists come through. Um, you know, at our original spot, we actually we used to do music on the patios once a week. Um, and it would be nothing but local, typically acoustic artists just people by themselves with a guitar with an amp and some would perform original music some perform covers it was really cool uh, you know we've got an outdoor stage here that we try to do uh friday afternoon or friday evening we'll bring in someone to play music out in our beer garden that it's a huge beer garden so yeah. why which, not which i have to say which i have to say when i drove up here I didn't realize the amount of space this place has. It's gorgeous. Like, Their outside layout is absolutely phenomenal. You could have four or five birthday parties out there <laughs> and without anyone even interacting with, with each other. Yeah. This location is phenomenal. We actually had a wedding out there two months ago. Seriously? Like a flat out a full wedding. Wow. Awesome. And it seems like there's enough space to support a wedding. The layout, the rocks, the, the way the stairs flow. As I drove in... And I came through the neighborhood. I, I passed the place first, and I circled back. I was like, this looks like a little hole in the wall as I passed by in the front. And I pulled in on the side of the parking lot, and I was like, holy cow, this place looks phenomenal. It, it doesn't doesn't completely look like it from outside, but the whole building is ours, all 26,000 square feet of it. So I mean, this is gorgeous inside. I mean, especially from the spots, this is by far like – hands down the biggest one so the, the elephant in the room is this clint eastwood <laughs> picture when i went on the website there was a zillion pictures of this clint eastwood picture but i'm gonna uh, post on the web on our website and maybe even get a background a, a picture of us there as well it is absolutely phenomenal and the reason for me i'm dating myself as well <laughs> spaghetti westerns yes the good, the bad, the ugly, all of the Clint Eastwood classes I've watched a zillion times over and over again. Who decided what was the uh, – this is, is the centerpiece mural of the entire place. <laughs> Whose idea was it, and they need a raise? Well, I would say that that's our owner. And uh, luckily, local artist by the name of Alex DeLarge came in and – sprayed the entire wall in i i think it was less than a week wow and it's it's uh i'm, I'm sure when they when when everyone sees a picture of it you guys will totally understand but the wall is i don't know 25 feet tall and it is 40 humongous feet and it's it's one giant mural it's it's the thing we are most proud of in here the, the fact that we have in this life of stuff has to be instagrammable it is the most Instagrammable thing, <laughs> yes. period. I mean, as soon as I saw it, when I was looking up the website, I was like, man, 
if I didn't know anything about this brewery at all, I would just come to check out this picture. It looks phenomenal. And the detail is spectacular, by the way. His eyes, the way they're focused in, are piercing through you. So if anyone wants to come down to check out, <laughs> let's say you don't like beer, which if you don't like beer, there's something wrong with you. It's true. Uh, come and check out this Clint Eastwood mural here at at Heist Brewery here and Arts. Uh, this puts the art in the art of the name. It is phenomenal, by the way. And the, the scary thing is, and we say this, Clint is always watching. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you go in the room. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Clint is watching you do it, period. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, so we're at 1030 Woodward Avenue here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina at North End. We're here with Ryan uh, discussing all things beer and art and pop culture, including uh, spaghetti westerns. Um, one, one thing that me and Bradley was kind of talking about that we didn't even realize was happening was football. Yeah. We've been so entrenched into the Olympics that he sent me a message the other day that you don't know football is going on until the Eagles have a receiver hurt. Carson <laughs> and, Wentz. And, 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 the Cowboys, and the Cowboys have some issues. So want to kind of get into to see if you had any um, liking to fantasy football. As, as I was Googling, looking up, there's approximately – 49 million people who play fantasy football. And that was a stat from 2019. So if... Is that globally or U.S.? That was only U.S. Okay. So you have to know someone who knows someone. Who knows someone. Like England that are like super hardcore too. Like we have friends of ours that, I mean, stay up like super late or get up god awful early. Like, I mean... To watch... All the preseason American football American right? football games. So, so, so Ryan, my question to you would be: What type of, if you are a fantasy football or any type of fantasy fanatic, I think there's about I think I narrowed it down to this four types of fantasy type people. They're the people who pick a team because the name, the same people who pick the NCAA winner. You know, they pick a team. They let the auto draft pick their players. They win, right? Without any effort at yeah. all. Uh, they're they're the people who are also who kind of care a little bit, who know a little bit, but not more so enough to do a lot of research. But they like to pick their own team. Yes. Then you have the people who are hardcore research, watching Matt Barry on ESPN staying up till 2 o'clock in the morning, has a million spreadsheets and algorithms. They just had the 24 hours of fantasy football on ESPN yesterday. Which reached a thousand, I'm sorry, a million people signed up within less than 12 hours, which is crazy. Which tells you what category that I'm in. <laughs> or, are you, or, or I know a few people who are just degenerative gamblers. They will bet on anything and everything, no matter what. They don't care if they know anything about it. They have a hunch, and they're going to bet and gamble. So what type of person are you? Do you fit into that category? I, in the past, I've been that guy that was the degenerate gambler. Okay. Look, I'm getting into 19 leagues. <laughs> I'm going to drop $10,000. Let's make this happen. Let's do it. 
Let's do it. Win one league. Like, hey, I made 300 bucks back. It's a win. Let's go. Um, but I, I'm, I'm actually a lot like you guys. I, I've watched so much of the Olympics and, and probably more than I ever have. Um, probably more soccer than I ever have, um, which, hey, I, I'll, I'll take it. it. It makes me wonder, why didn't I get into it before? But um, I'm, I'm kind of somewhere in between do a little bit of research and do a lot of research. Um, it's not something I'm going to let take over my life. Like, I haven't done any research right now. I know Carson Wentz is injured. <laughs> Carson Wentz is always injured. He's always injured. I, I wasn't going to say it. But, um, and he's an Eagles fan, by the way, as well. Yes. Well, you can feel free to gloat about a few years ago. I was actually born and raised in New Hampshire, and I'm a diehard Pats fan. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I'm a Dolphin <laughs> fan if you care, but they crushed our dreams for 20 years. So, yeah. Well, you say it's okay, but I both heard at the <laughs> yeah. start of that. Yeah, so. yeah. It was like, oh man, it's man. okay. It's okay. We we kind of accept like, hey, it. Podcast over. Let's get out. <laughs> but yeah, uh, New England man. God, Bill Belichick has crushed my dreams and my hopes. Every year when I think that we have a chance, it was like denied. I, I will say that we, we, we did get our revenge a little bit a couple years ago. So I got my Super Bowl. I have my trifecta. Like, I can die happy. I'm good. Like, <laughs> I, you guys are like, well, we won like 12. I'm happy at one. <laughs> but I will say the one thing that scarred me forever with the Patriots is the very first Super Bowl in 04, like – I I my I, I had my heart set. I was like, this is like all things coming together. It's magical. Like it's gonna be amazing. My cousin, who is like the epitome of all things Philadelphia sports, like I mean hardcore, like season tickets to everything, yeah. actually put a second mortgage on his house to buy Super Bowl tickets. Now that's that's what? that's pretty serious. Flew down. I mean, his wife to this day still like constantly reminds him of like it. It will always hang over his. Hey, head. you remember that time? You remember <laughs> yes, hundred percent. I mean, they did some other stuff to the house, so it wasn't just primarily for. He can well, never was, outlive that ever. It, it was primarily for Super Bowl tickets. Okay, I'm gonna out. How really, much was the Super Bowl tickets? By the way, it dropped probably like fifteen k ish. So what per ticket? No. Total, okay. like total, total trip. Okay, total so trip. He went to he went to the game. I did not go to the game, so he ended up like, and he's the type I'm like, hundred percent after the game was over, I was like, Bill is going to be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like he's fighting everybody in the street right now, belligerently drunk, like. So he was supposed to come stay with me, drive from Tampa to Orlando, and stay for the week. Was he was he bringing the Philly attitude? Oh yeah towards the okay. super bowl was that wasn't his deal well i was like you know i went home like it's it's like it's gonna be a fun week i haven't seen him in a while so i woke up in the morning he wasn't there no had no phone calls I'm like he's in jail 100 percent, he's in jail he's in tampa <laughs> somewhere either that or like he got his ass beat and, like he's like just waking up what kind of friend are you to think that my friend has to be in jail Oh, not like he's having a great time. It's my family, I know. Like, not like he's uh, probably not answering my phone calls because he's busy enjoying the well, game. They, they, they lost. If they would have won, I'd been like, he's probably like still like sleeping. But at this point, so I called him and I'm like, where the hell are you? And he's like, I'm home. I'm like, what? 
he's like, I'm home. He got so pissed after the game, he drove straight to the airport, switched his ticket, and flew home. Like, took a red eye back to the... I'm like, you flew home? He's like, I don't really want to talk right now, because, like, my wife is super pissed at me, <laughs> and I'm mad about yesterday. Like, I actually, he's like, I probably am going to go put, like, holes in my drywall right now. <laughs> wow. So... That is a little bit extreme, the whole term of fanatics. That yes. fits that. So, Philadelphia people, I... I will say it's one of those things that if you, if you, especially from the teams, if if the, those players are all in, Philadelphia will like they will lay in front of traffic for you. But if it's one of those things that you not, then they will boo you like we boo Santa and throw batteries and stuff. Which why would you boo Santa? I right. mean, so Ryan, are you as diehard of a fan as Bradley and Bradley's? Uh, friend, cousin, relative, is that, well, you can't suffer a lot of heartbreak. You guys always win. That's true. Right? The, the, the toughest thing was living in New Hampshire for 18 years and never getting anything. Like, from, now granted, I, I didn't start watching, like, and remembering sports. I was born in 82, so I didn't really remember watching any kind of sports until 86 87 um and at that point in time it was the red sox were my first team i was a baseball first guy yes uh then after that i picked up the patriots then i picked up the celtics then i picked up the bruins but the first 18 years that i lived up there i don't remember watching any championships so i felt like okay my teams aren't going to win anything now uh, granted I, I i know that the celtics in the 80s were incredible um you know the the Bruins were really good. They were they were good. Yeah, I mean um, we got a few championships out of that. But I mean the the, the eighty five Pats got slapped around by the Bears. The Super Bowl. You know, the I mean Super Bowl shuffle. Like it was one of the greatest defenses of all all time. So we got to give them that. But they've totally made up for it. I mean you know putting the smackdown on everybody and the Bears haven't won anything since then. So, so yeah. Um, living up there i never got to experience anything i had to wait until i moved down here and then all of a sudden patriots are 14 point underdogs to the rams <laughs> and somehow some way win by three never doubt bill belichick uh, okay. never never that, doubt bill belichick so never at all that uh, that started it and then boston was like you know what we're just gonna win them all no and never, they did, never doubt. and I, I i can be upset as a sports fan because if your team doesn't win, you get upset. Period. Yes. End of story. We all know that's how it happens. <laughs> but then I look back and I'm like, you know what? The Red Sox have four since I've been down here. The Pats have six. The Bruins have one. The Celtics have one. I'm okay. Yeah. So, once again, we are live at 1030 Westwood Avenue here in Charlotte, North Carolina at North End, Camp North End. Uh, want to give a shout out to Master Tech Plumbing. Matt, give those guys a call. Matt at 980-613-8587 at Masters Tech Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. Matt will definitely clean your pipes and let you play with the snake. So we will come back on our last segment to wrap up the podcast with a, a few other questions regarding uh, the brewery. Uh, a little, few more pop culture questions with our boy Ryan.
Welcome back to the Barrage Podcast. We are chilling here at 1030 Woodward Avenue here at Camp Northfield, North Carolina. Well, as I'm looking around, the crowd is kind of streaming in. I see a lot of new faces. It's pretty hot outside. And it's once again, five. it's after 5 o'clock somewhere or actually here. Yes. Where else would you rather be than having a beer? So we are here with our boy Ryan. And once again, we really appreciate you having us. Um, it's, it's been a pleasure so far. It's been a blast. Uh, love your passion and your history when it comes to, to beer. But it's something I want to talk about, the history of Camp Northland. Kind of getting to how this whole renaissance of Charlotte, North Carolina, this particular area has gotten started. And as anyone who's anyone about any kind of real estate knows that it is on fire right now. Keep keep your house. <laughs> you build a million man about two weeks before you sell it. So, uh, Ryan, um, we'll let uh, Bradley take the handle from this part. And once again, get to the history of Kim Norfin. There's some interesting facts. Uh, I was kind of doing my crack research, which means two days before <laughs> I was digging and you know Google and everything, kind of figure out what's going on. So. So, Ryan, you know, one of the things that Tony and I were talking about, too, especially with this area, and especially for me, like, being, you know, I, I've been here a year and a half, but, like, with all the craziness, like, we're actually starting to venture out now. We're, like, we actually floated over to this end of town where it was kind of shocking. Like, I hadn't been over this over on this end. So, like, with where you guys are at, I know you said you've had this building for a little bit, but this area in general just seems like it's popping up quite a bit. And uh, honestly, Camp North End is, is uh, the real big reason why. You know, they, they came in um, a few years ago, and uh, one group just kind of bought this massive area of land and building. And they're like, okay, we're going to go ahead and develop over here because this is an area of Charlotte we believe in, and it needs some kind of revival. Yeah. And, you know, the... Uh, the, the big draw was that it was the first Ford Model T factory, which is awesome. You walk into the warehouse, you can see, you can kind of picture, they don't have any of the machinery yeah. that they used to have, but you can picture exactly where everything would have been set up. It's just, it's it's one of those places you can walk in and you feel Kind of feel yeah. the history. Yeah. Of it. You can almost like see it without seeing it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that is pretty phenomenal that you can imagine that they were making Ford Model T cars here. That's nuts. That is some deep history right there. And then when the war came around, they turned it into a army building where, like you pointed out, they were building missiles. So when you walk in, it's this semi-soft floor because if you drop, drop a, if you drop a missile it's probably not going to end up well for most people probably not going to be a happy say, outcome this building would not be here right now <laughs> no no it would not <laughs> at least in the state that it's in maybe this part of charlotte wouldn't be here right now and we're happy that it is so um but it, it's it's their 20-year vision for let's slowly develop bring in Part A, Part B, Part C, and now they've they've brought in uh, a brewery over there. They've brought in multiple restaurants, including um, Leah and Louise, which 
Uh, I believe last year was rated the number two best new restaurant in the country. I have to check it out, man. Yeah, um, wow. So, Phenomenal. And the honestly, the best part about it is it's a black-owned restaurant, too. Okay. So Phenomenal. not only are you supporting local, you're supporting black, and especially with all of the, the movements that have come in the past year and a half that should have been well before that. Yeah. Um, you know, for someone like us, we we participated in the Black is Beautiful initiative. That's, which, that's phenomenal. Um, that's that's something that, and I'll get back to Camp North in a second. But for those that weren't aware of the Black is Beautiful initiative, um, there's a brewery in Texas called Weathered Souls that, for the start of this movement, said, "Okay, we're going to make a beer, and we're going to give everyone the recipe. You can do whatever you want with it, but whatever profit you make, you donate to." NAACP, Black-owned business, we gladly participated in that. And it was fantastic. And it was really cool to see everyone from across the country and across the world coming together for that kind of support. Yeah. Um, That is extraordinary. That is a piece of history that I'm enlightened that you you gave. That's 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 pretty phenomenal. That's awesome. um, But yeah, I mean, with with Camp North, and it's just, you know, they're, they're into year five. Yeah. of a 20-year plan so so quarter of the way through right and the, the progress they've made so far with all these little pop-up shops with all of these restaurants with housing a brewery over there with having um actual businesses business offices over there and to think that they're only a quarter of the way into their tenancy and yeah. their plan and so when we have the opportunity to be a part of that and be right across the road from it yeah. We jumped at it. We knew that this was going to be something big. It's only going to exponentially get better. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it, it's nice to be a part of this area of Charlotte to help revitalize uh, a, a, an area that's just going to be absolutely huge. Yeah. Um, that, that's phenomenal. Um, to follow up on that, the highest brewery that's in Noda. When you were looking for a place to pick and choose, was I'm, I'm guessing or assuming was was North End specifically somewhere where you guys said this is going to be the new spot and let's get in on the ground level, or did you have some other sites in mind that you knew that you were going to expand from that area? We knew we were going to expand, but sometimes the right option falls into your lap at the right time. Yeah this option fell into our laps at the right time and it was just a no-brainer of yeah we we want to be right there where the growth is happening and it's going to continue to happen for years and years so we're we're seeing some great stuff right now we love the growth that we're seeing we love meeting the people that are starting to move in across the road in the bright walk area um we've developed so many regulars over the past two and a half years and we're starting to see more and more faces on a regular basis of more and more people come into this area whether it's originally for us or whether it's going to camp north end for something yeah um it's nice to see that two and a half years into this business being open for the public that the growth is still continuing there's there's a lot of places that don't have that luxury and you, know, and you guys got the space too with it you know like you said being able to have that kind of liquid 
business model to be able to adapt and adjust that like said like even having like weddings and stuff like that i mean this space is gigantic to where you can kind of accommodate or adapt and have concerts and stuff so i'm sure that that's probably was a big draw too that you guys could kind of do whatever you wanted or have that flexibility so i can tell you now like if i would have had a brewery option for my wedding 100%. All <laughs> this place is phenomenal. The space, the layout is sprawling. Yeah. Um, I can see a lot of different events or things that you could have. I can just picture, I haven't been here for a concert, but I can just picture the acoustics the way it will stream out throughout the audience. I mean, it's a perfect layout. We're, uh, we're pretty happy with it. Um, obviously, it, it's something that it's a continuously changing thing. And um, you know, we just put the stage with the roof outside in our beer garden. Literally, just finished it yesterday. Oh wow! So you guys are showing up at the absolute wow. perfect time. To see so what's we can going on. we should go out there and Christian and have a you know some karaoke singing and totally mess it up <laughs> and scare anyone who's gonna come back. No, I'm just just kidding. But it looks phenomenal. It yesterday, just, yeah. So gotta give it some time. <laughs> yesterday, that roof is uh, spectacular right there. Um, so. Uh, during the break, we were kind of touching on a few streaming phenomenons. Yep. And I know you had mentioned earlier that you're a soccer fan. Is that, is that correct? Uh, becoming one. Becoming a soccer fan. Okay. So Good time with the team coming, too. Oh, it's right. a great time with the new Charlotte team, team coming. Yeah. Not sure about the name. Maybe it could have been a little bit more original, but I'm happy that there's a team coming. and. Yes. Um, I've only been to like two soccer games in my entire life. Coming from Miami, Florida, where there's soccer all the time. Yeah. And when you live in a certain area, you take things for granted. So I was there and we had MLS, which uh, uh, had, had folded one team. Now we have a new team, an MLS Miami team with uh, Beckham. Beckham is, uh, David Beckham is one of the co-owners uh, of that franchise. Yeah. And our logo not sure if you even know it's a pink flamingo miami fc yeah miami fc he's on one leg a pink flamingo that neon type retro miami vice type feel which i'm all for it i'm totally all for it i would wear anything miami all day all the time (laughs) they could be the suckiest team it has a miami logo on it i'm I'm gonna wear it so i can vouch for that so there's a show that i'm kind of hooked on now kind of stumbled on it was late one night bored just got apple tv and i'm like okay uh ted lasso sounds very unappealing sounds pretty bland uh but david sadikas is one of my favorite Saturday night live characters he is a phenomenal actor yeah he, he's really really funny so till then to watch the show and I think I tuned in uh, maybe three or four episodes pre-done, which is a new phenomenon now. I guess a lot of these streaming services only release one episode per week. Yeah, which is brutal. Which is <laughs> it's good and it's bad because it kind of keeps you locked in. But well, then like I mean, not to I'll let you get back to it, but like there was another one that I love. I'm a Marvel DC nerd, and they have a show called Titans on DC that is now on HBO Max, which it's made. It's like the grown up adult version of like Robin. Everything Robin curses, like <laughs> says F Batman. It's what? awesome. It, it's, there you go. Another it's, it is streaming amazing. service that you don't need, didn't know that you need it, 
now you need it. But they just came out with season three, and I was so stoked because they had three episodes where I thought it was the whole season, and I finished the third episode and it stopped. I was so angry. <laughs> so I'm sorry that I deviated no, from Ted. But that is but. perfect how they get you nowadays. So same scenario. I was up maybe three episodes, and I was clicking the button to go to the next episode, and it wasn't and, going. And it wasn't going. <laughs> so I was like almost like a crackhead, like, hey, where's my next episode here? I'm pressing the button trying to get, you know, the uh, the HBO feed to load up. And then, of course, I Googled it and it said, oh, they released one episode at a time. Yeah. And the next episode wouldn't be until the following week. And I was so angry. <laughs> Don't know why I was angry. It had made no sense. Well, it goes back to like what we were talking about, too, with like the instant gratification. It made no accurate. sense for me to be angry at a show <laughs> that one I was paying for and it was a TV series like. Why am I so upset about this? Just wait and be patient for the next episode. So the show is phenomenal. Uh, David, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Sadiqas is super funny. The show, if you didn't like soccer and wasn't even that into soccer, it's this show was st is still yes. funny. Um, the characters are, are great. The show is well written. Yeah. Um, Name. Could have used some work. Yeah, the, the whole name, the Ted Lasso, is not yeah. uh, an eye catcher, a grabber. But once you start watching the show, you kind of understand. It takes a few episodes to get into. Like if it was a visual label, I would not buy it. I, I would not. I would not bought it. Like, I totally was going to skip by it. <laughs> so uh, the point I'm getting at, is there any show or movie that's out right now? It could be a streaming platform that you didn't know that you need. Now you need HBO Max. You didn't cool. know it. I've got HBO Max. I it just Ted Lasso is, is you're legit the fourth person in the past month. It's like, <laughs> yo, have you watched this yet? This is this is the show. So it's so funny, it's so phenomenal. Um, if you do have HBO Max, Titans. It's I after the first episode, it's one of those ones where when I watched it, I was I went in with not low expectations, but I was like, eh, it's like adult version of like Teen Titans, right? And like. Robin going in and like beating all these guys up. He's like, ah, they're like the the thing that got me hooked is like Robin is off in like Detroit, and he's a cop and he like is busting down these criminals. And as he's beating them up, one guy's like, "Where's Batman?" And he's like, "F Batman!" <laughs> like that was the beginning of the that show. Was work. Like I don't care how this goes for the rest of this. I'm watching all of it. Like, you right were hooked now. after that, and I literally watched the entire first season in one sitting. I stayed up till like four in the morning. And there you go, instant gratification so is there a show that you've ever watched that you were hooked on that you kind of wanted more or are you just kind of person that it's not into the binge streaming atmosphere oh, uh, i'll binge the hell out of the show <laughs> um I, i'm i'm more marvel than dc okay um right. just to me that the disappointment of dc films oh. that have been coming out yeah um i, I think that I haven't watched the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Oh, really? Um, I, I I haven't carved out twenty eight hours of my life <laughs> to sit down and watch it. No, I know it's four the, hours. The new so. Suicide Squad is a lot of redemption, though. And it does again, make up for it. I, I've only heard one bad review of the new Suicide Squad, so that's definitely on the list. Yeah, um, it definitely makes the cut for sure. But with Marvel coming out with all of these um, MCU TV shows, yes. I get pissed every single week because <laughs> it's one episode a week. Yeah. 
And now, if, if anyone's watched WandaVision, oh, the man. first three episodes are of that brutal. are like, They're it's so like, what brutal. the hell am I watching? We Why? said the exact, me and Bradley are these uh, yeah. MC Universe nerds, and we said the exact same thing. So some people were tuned off because of the first episode or two. They were like, what the hell am I watching? But if you made it yeah. past those first three, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that show was incredible, and then they've just kind of upped the ante ever since. So every time, right now, it really is every time a MCU TV show comes out, I have to watch it. In the day <laughs> of. It's hard because the bar progressively, and the bar has progressively because like Wandavision was good, Falcon Winter Soldier was awesome. Oh, Loki was really geez, good. I wanted more of that show. Like, yeah, I'm me stoked too. for Man. like, and it's I, I like a lot of the of the obscure characters. Like when they said that they were going to do Moon Knight, I was like, Moon Knight yeah. is going to be awesome like that's by far like one of the biggest ones that i'm looking forward to well and the 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 big thing with um with what they're doing right now is they're doing their first like true animated series called what if yeah i haven't seen it yet but that's next on my list to watch that's next okay i'm not gonna spoil anything (laughs) then it's awesome but the the cool thing is it really is just one of those what if there was one change to everything so like the the first episode is what if Captain America wasn't Captain America? What if he gets injured? What happens? And, and so you, do I have to go home tonight and just watch that starting? And the, there's only night? two episodes, so you're gonna be upset. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not gonna be able to watch anything else. You have to wait till tomorrow. I think the new one comes out tomorrow. Oh man, that's, that's phenomenal. That is great. So so MC Universe of uh, uh, interest buff. We uh, fall in that same category. That's uh, part of me and Bradley's life. We're trying to get a few of our friends uh, to kind of get <laughs> uh, into it as well. But we are definitely MC Universe type type people, and we can't wait for each episode or TV or movie to be released. So how upset were you or, or not, not to be a spoiler alert for anyone, if anyone hasn't seen Black Widow, have you seen it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, like those things, I can't wait. I'm on all the Twitter feeds. I'm wasting way too much time. I could be learning a new language by now. <laughs> the amount of time that I spend looking up these uh, these Twitter feeds and kind of investigating what's new and what's next and what's going to happen. So, are you that type of person that? You rather wait for mainstream media to introduce it to you, or will you kind of go look and search for it yourself? A little bit of both. Um, there's sometimes I just I like the element of surprise, and you know the next MC movie to come out is uh, Shang Chi. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm stoked because it's the first martial arts epic yeah. in the MCU. They've never done it. Let's see how they do. Because I. I'm one of those guys. I love martial arts epic. Jet Li's Fearless is one of my top ten movies of all time. I wow. love that. Nice. Movie. Okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to see Marvel's take. I don't know anything about Shang Chi. I know the Ten Rings of Mandarin thing. Okay. But this is going to be completely new, and all I've seen is the previews. Yeah. So. And stuff like that, where you go into it kind of not knowing, it makes it, it it's exciting because it's new. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, like with a lot of the elements. And that's what I like about Marvel stuff, too, that I can appreciate that they're actually starting to 
loop in like new stuff like that but we're like there it's a breakaway from like an iron man or like avengers or like the main kind of stereotypical like here's like the four core movies that we're going to make like 18 of them which they've all been good but like it's nice to have like actual new stuff where you're like this is awesome and i i think the the great thing is being able to now because of the success that they've had with yeah. everything so far and you all you've done really is introduced the main characters that everyone knows. And then you've thrown in a couple that people are like, okay, who the heck is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But now you're getting into, unless you are hard, hardcore into the comic books, you don't know Shang-Chi. Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. know the Eternals. And those that's the next two movies coming out. Nope. So they're introducing everyone that is more of a film buff than wants to go back and read and go through these comics you're introducing this to an entirely new world of people and i think that's just how you keep people more interested as well i i totally agree so my kid who didn't know a lot about the comics he is totally hooked for anything that's about to come out or that may be pre-released some of his friends are too so i'm an anti-trailer watching person i made a little bit of it Cause I don't want it to spoil. Trailers uh, are so good. Though. I know, but then, uh, <laughs> but then I, I kind of lose a little bit of the spontaneity of actual yeah. watching it. So I would rather wait and be hit hard with it, so it can come out. So I'm so erratic with that. I will tune out Facebook <laughs> and my media feed if a movie comes out. Not, I just don't want to know anything about it until I see it first. Trailers are hard. I would love hate because I can I can totally understand where, especially in in some trailers where they end up like showing you basically like half the movie. But there's not a lot of surprise. But at the same time, like there's nothing better than like sitting in a movie theater or like a, a trailer pops on. And you're like, holy crap! If like, I'm in the movie theater, it's okay. But I don't go <laughs> seek it out on Twitter and stuff. Like I want to know that the movies are coming out, yeah. but I don't want to see the footage of the movies. Totally I, makes no sense. And I've, anyway. tried, I've tried my best, like, especially like Marvel stuff. I love Daredevil. Daredevil is by far yeah. one of my favorite Marvel characters or even comic book characters of all time. Like, the Netflix series was amazing. It yep. was awesome. I can't believe it was, was it, is it canceled, right? So they're talking about rebooting it. And the best part, it was phenomenal. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry to be spoilers, but, Spoiler alert. <laughs> but for the six listeners listening right now, <laughs> um, 12, we got 12. Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil, they saw him on set for the new Spider Man movie because it's in like the multiverse. And it kind of actually makes sense because like Peter Parker got framed at the end of the last movie. So I'm like, I swear to God, like, I'm going to tear the movie theater down if he's in the new movie. So, like, that's, I love Spider-Man, but I'm so stoked. And, but it's hard then, because then you read that kind of stuff. And if it doesn't happen, I feel like it's going to be potentially a major letdown on what could be an awesome movie. But for me, I was like, I saw that. I'm like, holy crap. I was like, bam, there's going to be amazing. So, yeah, I got a question on this sure. right now. Um, would you rather see... A spoiler like that where someone spotted on something and, and the media is trying to sway you towards hey there's a possibility of this happening would you rather have that or watch a trailer have it look amazing and then go watch a terrible movie i, I would because there's been some really good previews and then terrible movies I will, i'm yeah. disappointed if the trailer is better than the movie person i am totally 
like screaming and kicking, yeah. you know, like not happy with the director. And I'm, uh, you know, going on Twitter and kind of commenting like, man, <laughs> really? You know, and like no one's listening to me anyway, but <laughs> there's like a zillion people on Twitter doing the same thing. And it's so. hard, like you said, too, because then if people try to hype movies up or like you get it gets so much over talk that then you go and see it, and you're like, hey, like this was not as good as people. I, I would rather go into a movie having low expectations. Same. Yeah. And then be like, holy crap, this was like mind blowing. Like Avatar was like a prime example of that. I watched very little previews for Avatar. Emma, like, surprising for my wife, is not a huge, like, sci-fi person. She's like, let's go see it. It looks cool. Right. It was my first 3D movie, too. And, like, sitting in there, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, so you were totally blown away from it. Yeah. But I think, too, but that, that potentially is a movie. It was good. But I think that it could easily have been one that, like, if somebody hyped it up to you, you'd be like, well, it's basically Dances with Wolves. <laughs> Which somebody told me that after the fact, and I'm like, 100%. It's Dances with Wolves with Aliens. So Dances with Aliens. Yes, dances with Aliens. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. So uh, once again, uh, Ryan, we really appreciate you having us. Um, Heisbury and, and Barrel Arts. Um, come check them out. The layout is phenomenal. The building looks like a work of art by itself gotta definitely check out the clint eastwood eagle eye um picture looks like he's staring into your soul he's piercing your soul ryan has burned that into my memory like every time i come like he stopped he's not stopping watching me. he's always watching nope. <laughs> and if you want to have a wedding at the brewery um they have a layout for you yes um so it's, it's, it's pretty phenomenal also uh, check out our guys matt at master tech plumbing the right way everyday plumber at 980-613-8587 so to wrap this up ryan if you have to tell someone the main reason or passion why they should check out your new location here in camp north End, what would it be uh as far as your go-to line and say hey, check out our new location this is why check out the spot because of the Clint mural because of the fact that we love what we do and it doesn't matter whether it's our owner our head brewer the rest of our brewing team our bar team it, it doesn't matter who it is we're in this job because we love what we do and it shows here okay I'm sold <laughs> and like I said that that's punch out sour like Bradley is sold on the punch out sour like the movie trailer like that set it up if i don't get a keg stand of it i'm gonna be disappointed <laughs> so uh, before we leave bradley will purchase uh three growlers of punch out sour <laughs> yes. and try to drink them before they go bad or flat within about three weeks um so once again we really appreciate you guys checking out the barrage podcast on facebook we appreciate ryan having us here at um the new high brewery and arts here in the camp north end location uh, please check these guys out they do phenomenal work ryan is extremely passionate uh, about his his craft and his shows um looks like they do not spare any expense what movie line is that spare no expense Jurassic Park, too late. <laughs> okay, so uh, the, the coffee like blonde I, was pretty good, and, like and, 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 and Bradley just failed. Uh, but we'll have him back anyway because he's awesome. Um, like, listen, share, subscribe to the Barrage Podcast. 
Check us out on The Barrage Podcast on Facebook, uh, Master Tech Plumbing, The Right Way Everyday Plumbers. Check out my boy, Matt. Please tune in. Leave us comments. We'll post pictures of the mural, pictures of us in our T-shirts. I thought he was going to have a better T-shirt today, but he's wearing his ugly Florida T-shirt. But we that's talking about okay. football. Okay, so, so football. So uh, once again, we appreciate Gators. you guys. Till next time. Not Tennessee Orange. <laughs> Is that burnt orange? Is that the same? No, sorry. No. Uh, shout out to Natalie Beckwith and the whole crew. Like, listen, share, subscribe. Garage Podcast. We appreciate you guys. Until next time. Thanks.